0: Hi, and welcome to the Living Room Scripture Lessons. My name is Brad Constantine, and this podcast series is going to be about the book of Genesis. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to, to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. If you're interested in a deep analysis of the book of Genesis, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy what you hear here, and if you have any questions, you can share, link, and subscribe. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to this Genesis podcast. This is Brad Constantine, and today's lesson is going to be Genesis chapter 28. So this will be about Esau getting married again, and uh, Jacob sees a ladder, and we'll talk about that. Jacob's covenants to, <clears throat> to pay tithing and so on. All right, verse one, and Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said unto him, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. So he must marry inside the covenant or the blessings of Abraham will be lost. If we don't marry in the temple, we will also lose the blessings of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Arise, go to Padan Aram, to the house of Bethuel, thy mother's father, and take thee a wife from thence of the daughters of Laban, thy thy mother's brother. Remember how nice uh, Laban was back in the day. In other words, you're going to marry one of your cousins. And God Almighty bless thee. And make thee fruitful and multiply thee, that thou mayest be a multitude of people. And and give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee, and to thy seed with thee, that thou mayest inherit the land wherein thou art a stranger, which God gave unto Abraham. So Isaac is confirming the birthright blessing that is given to Jacob, that was given to Jacob. Verse 5. And Isaac sent away Jacob, and he went to Padan Aram unto Laban, son of Bethuel the Syrian, or the Armenian, the brother of Rebekah, Jacob's and Esau's mother. When Esau saw that Jacob, or when Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padanaram, to take him a wife from thence, and that he, at the, and that as he blessed him, he gave him a charge, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. And that Jacob obeyed his father and his mother and was gone to Padanaram. And Esau, seeing that the daughters of Canaan pleased not Isaac's father. Then went Esau unto Ishmael and took unto the wives, which he had Mahaloth, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nebuchadnezzar, to be his wife. Esau marries a cousin, but one who could not allow his children to hold the priesthood because they were black. Or at least they were outside of the covenant. Uh, he thought he was doing a good thing because he was marrying one of Abraham's uh, posterity. But uh, again, they didn't have the birthright or the uh, right to the priesthood. Verse 10, And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran, and he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night, because the sun was set. And he took up the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder, this is more like a stair, not a ladder, set up on the earth. Uh, As we approach heaven, we do so one step at a time, one ordinance at a time. And the top of it reached to heaven, and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending upon it. So think of it more as a stairway, not as a ladder. And behold, the Lord stood above or beside him and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed, and thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. And thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. This is the same language of the covenant made to Abraham and to all who enter into the new and everlasting covenant of marriage in the temple. Those of us that uh, go to the temple and are sealed, the promises that we have are the promises of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest and will bring thee again into this land. <clears throat> For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken of to, to of thee to the of. It had, it, had, it had been a long and weary journey that first day when Jacob left his house at Beersheba. More than 40 miles had he traveled over the mountains which afterward were those of Judah and through what was to become the land of Benjamin. The sun had set and its, lo, and its last glow faded out from the gray hills of Ephraim when he reached an uneven valley covered, as with gravestones, by large sheets of bare rock, some few here and there standing up like the, the cromlechs of druidical monuments. Here, close by a wild ridge, the broad summit of which was covered by an olive grove, was the place where Abraham had first rested for some time on entering the land, and whence he and Lot had, before their separation, taken a survey of the country. There, just before him, lay the Can- Canaanitish Luz, or Luz and beyond it, many days' journey stretched his weary course to Haran. It was a lonely, weird place, this valley of stones, in which to make his first night's quarters. But perhaps it agreed all the better with Jacob's mood, which had made, made him go on and on from early morning, forgetful of time and way, till he could no longer pursue his journey. Yet, uh, yet accidental as it seemed, for we read that he lighted upon a certain place, the selection of the spot was assuredly designed of God. Presently, Jacob prepared for rest, piling some some of the stones with which the valley was strewed. He made them a pillow and laid him down to sleep. Then it was in his dream that he seemed as if these stones of the valley were being builded together by an unseen hand, step by step, a ladder, or probably more correctly, a stair. Now as he watched it, it rose and rose till it reached the deep blue star-spangled sky, which seemed to cleave for its reception. All along that wondrous track moved angel forms, ascending and descending upon it, and angel light was shed upon its course, till quite up up on the top stood the glorious Jehovah himself, who spake to the lonely sleeper below, I am Jehovah, the God of Abraham thy father, and the God of Isaac. Silent in their ministry, the angels still passed up and down the heaven-built stairs, from where Jacob lay to where Jehovah spake. The vision and the words which the Lord spoke explain each other, the one being the symbol of the other. On that first night, when an outcast from his home and a fugitive, heavy thoughts, doubts, and fears would crowd around Jacob, when in every sense his head was pillowed on stones in the rocky valley of Luz, Jehovah expressly renewed to him in the fullest manner the promise and the blessing first given to Abraham, and added to it this comfort, whatever might be before him. I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And what Jacob heard that he also saw in symbolic vision, the promise was the real God-built stair, which reached from the lonely place on which the poor wanderer lay quite up to heaven, right into the very presence of Jehovah, and on which, all silent and unknown by the world, lay the shining track of angel ministry. And so still to each one who is truly of Israel is the promise of that mysterious ladder which connects earth to heaven. Below lies poor, helpless, forsaken man. Above stands Jehovah himself. And upon the ladder of promise, which joins earth to heaven, the angels of God, in their silent, never-ceasing ministry, descend, bringing help and ascend, as to fetch new deliverance. Nay, this ladder is Christ, for by this ladder God himself has come down to us in the person of his dear Son, who is, so to speak, the promise, become reality. As it is written, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. That was by Alfred Edersheim. Verse 16, and Jacob waked out of his sleep, and he said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, how dreadful is this place. This is none other but the house of God. In other words, Hebrew for Bethel, which means house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Temples on earth are the gates into heaven. We often talk about the temples as being the highest point on earth because they're the closest to heaven. 18. And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel, or House of God. But the name of that city was called Luz at the first. President Marion G. Romney explained why this vision of heaven was shown in the form of a ladder and why the name of the place where it happened was called Bethel. He said, When Jacob traveled from Beersheba toward Haran, he, he had a dream in which he saw himself on the earth at the foot of a ladder that reached to heaven, where the Lord stood above it. He beheld angels ascending and descending thereon. And Jacob realized that the covenants he made with the Lord there were the rungs of the ladder or the steps of the stairs that he himself would have to climb in order to obtain the promised blessings, the blessings that would entitle him to enter heaven and associate with the Lord. Because he had met the Lord and entered into covenants with him there, Jacob considered the site so sacred that he named the place Bethel, a contraction of Bethel Elohim, or Beth Elohim, which means literally the house of the Lord. He said of it, This is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Jacob not only passed through the gate of heaven, but by living up to every covenant, he also went all the way in. Of him and his forebears, Abraham and Isaac, the Lord has said, because they did none other things than that which they were commanded. They have entered into their exaltation according to the promises and sit upon thrones and are not angels, but are gods. Temples are to us all what Bethel was to Jacob. Even more, they are also the gates to heaven for all of our unendowed kindred dead. We should all do our duty in bringing our loved ones through them. Verse 20, and Jacob vowed a vow saying, if God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God. And the place of this stone, which I have set for a pillar shall be the place of God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. The law of tithing, it's around this time that Shem, perhaps Melchizedek, the son of Noah, has died. So this is the end of chapter 28. Um, I bear testimony of the truth of these things and say it in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. I look forward to seeing you in the next podcast. Well, I look forward to you hearing me in the next podcast. That's better. Thank you. Bye.